This podcast is brought to you by Convo Cloth, the official clothing apparel of the NBC podcast. For the latest apparel, please go to www.nothingbutconvos.com. Now, let's get into the latest episode of the NBC podcast with your boy, S. McCann. NBC podcast with your boy S. McCann, and this is episode 31, Eagles Week 15 review. And in this week, we got that win against the Washington football team, a much needed win on our chances to make the playoffs. this week we have the Giants and this is a must win as well and so in this pod I break down this win in week 15 after the bye and the COVID delay our Pro Bowl players and chances of making the playoffs so sit back relax Let's get it. Week 15. Philadelphia Eagles 27. The Washington football team 17. And in this game, we got off to a rocky start. We were down 10 nothing going into the second quarter. Dallas Goddard dropped the pass. That led to an interception. And the Washington football team scored off of that. During that interception, it looked like the ball dropped on the field. And it was an incomplete pass. But the replay showed that the ball was in Dallas Goddard's hands. He dropped it. And the ball went off his foot. And then the Washington football team recovered it in midair. That pick was a great pick by Landon Collins. He had a tremendous game. He was out there balling. He had an interception, a fumble recovery, and It looked like the Washington football team was going to roll us. In this game, our defensive coordinator in the beginning of every game, like I said in our my previous assessment of this defense every week, he gives the quarterback too much room to be comfortable he gives too much space he lets them get comfortable you can't do that and mind you we did turn the ball over twice to give them great 
field to score, put them in great position, great field position to score. And so you look at it as maybe it was just where they were at on the field. But a QB that was on the Patriots practice squad went 20 of 31 for 194 yards. That's bad. Given that, not saying that he is or will be a good quarterback. I'm just saying, with the circumstances that happened, the team's two quarterbacks had COVID, and this guy came in in probably a short week, didn't have enough time to study the Eagles, didn't have enough time to do anything, and he went 20 of 31 for 194 yards. That's not good. And so our defense, after the first quarter, they stepped it up. They shut them out for two quarters, second quarter and third quarter. But this team was hit with the COVID bug. They didn't have some of their players. Obviously, they didn't have their starting quarterback. But this is an NFL game, and you play to win. Don't matter who's on the field. Our team on offense. Like I said before, that first pick wasn't Jalen Hurts' fault. Dallas Goddard dropped the ball, then it led to an interception. After that, he came in off that interception when they got the ball back. After the Washington football team scored, Jalen Hurts was throwing dimes. Dimes. He was on point this game. They get down near the red zone in scoring position. Hurts. I guess it was rust. I don't know. He'd been out 23 days before this. And he had a player open over the middle. Kenneth Gainwell was wide open. He missed him. He tried to get out of the rush's way. Fumble. That right there was picked up by Landon Collins. And then the Washington football team got the ball again. They kicked the field goal after that turnover. And that's how it began 10 to nothing in the beginning of the game. After that fumble. This is the first time I've seen Nick Sirianni get a little bit emotional and ream out Jalen Hurts for fumbling that ball. After that, Jalen Hurts, whatever he said to Jalen Hurts, clicked. And Jalen Hurts was on fire this game. He was 20 of 26, 296 yards, one touchdown, and obviously that one interception that wasn't his fault, and one fumble. 
he was on fire. He threw a deep throw to Dallas Goddard, 45-yard bomb. Dallas Goddard went up, mossed that boy, took the ball from him, bang. That got the team going. Team was hyped. Came down, we scored. Jalen Hurts with a sneak. He had two rushing touchdowns this game and one throwing. Told y'all he was on fire. Rushing the ball, Miles Sanders, another 100-yard game, back-to-back, 18 carries, 131 yards, 7.3 yards a carry, and he could have scored on one if he would have followed Kelsey on one block. Jordan Howard, first game back off his knee injury, 15 carries, 69 yards, 4.6 yards a carry. Jalen Hurts, he ran it a little bit. Eight carries, 38 yards, 4.8 yards a carry, two TDs. Receiving, I told y'all what it should have been since the beginning of the year. It should be the Dallas Goddard Show. I don't care. Who you are, what you want to do, can't nobody stick, boy. Any young. Watch when he start figuring out what he can do in that offense. I'm telling y'all, dude can block. He's fast. He can beat a linebacker. He can outmuscle a corner and beat a corner. And if you bring a safety down, he going to cook the safety. You got to double him. And once you start doubling them, everything else is going to open up. But this dude had seven receptions, 135 yards, 19.3 yards of reception. Cooking. Jalen Rager. This is the first game he stepped up. And his yards came with these little bubble screens. And then he had one pass that Jalen Hurts he escaped a little bit in the pocket and he threw it to Jalen Rager for a first down but the other two receptions was bubble screens and that's what he is he's a bubble screen type receiver because he can't get open any other way so he had three receptions 57 yards 19 yards of reception and he was he was doing his thing Devontae Smith, three receptions, 40 yards, 13.3 yards of reception. And he had this nasty toe tap for a first down. Nasty. Looked like Marvin on the sideline when he tapped his toes. Initially, they said it was an incomplete pass. We challenged it, and it was a first down. It was nasty. Greg Ward. Two receptions, 28 yards, 14 yards of reception, and a touchdown. That touchdown came late in the fourth quarter. Jalen Hurts threw a dime to the pylon, and Greg Ward scored. Miles Sanders out the backfield, two receptions, 
15 yards, 7.5 yards of reception. Quez Watkins, he got into it a little bit. Two receptions, 14 yards, 7 yards of reception. Jack Stoll caught a pass. One reception, 7 yards. And the offense was clicking. You see it receiving-wise. Jalen Hurts was looking, finding, surveying the field throwing dimes, his arm looked great. His decision-making was great. He was doing his thing out there. And maybe this was one of his best games as a pro. Just how he handled adversity, he came back and he did his thing. That's what you need out of a quarterback. Don't matter how bad the game is going, that guy will give you a chance to win or he's going to bounce back in a major way. This game, we had to get this game. This was our first division win of the season and it kept us alive in this playoff hunt. We're 7-7. Seven and seven. We're at 500 right now and we just got to win games to get in that playoffs. That's it. I don't care if it's the last playoff spot, whatever. As long as we make that playoff, we in there. It's 0-0. Zero, zero. And anything can happen. So our playoff pitcher is looking bright. But I want to give a shout-out or a spotlight. Put the spotlight on the running game. This running game has been killing them. Seven straight games, over 175 yards rushing the ball. The only team to do that was the 85 Bears. I read an article, but it was from the ringer. The guy was just breaking down the run schemes of the Eagles, how they can run the ball in any personnel that they're in. And then the runs are multifaceted. Like you can just do whatever. So when I watch the game, it can be a pass play, but Jalen Hurts can audible out or check out of that play and make it a run or he can run it or he can pass it. And so when you look at an offense that can do three things in one play, it's hard to stop that. It's hard to stop it if your quarterback is smart enough to figure what they're in and then check out of it. The same thing that all the great quarterbacks can do when they see something they don't like. They check out, audible out, call another play or whatever. But it seems like this offense has multi-plays that run a certain personnel that's on the field. So they can just do whatever they want out there. And they're running the ball out of any personnel. That's crazy. 
in Miles Sanders, you see the talent. You see the talent in Miles Sanders. But that offensive line is a beast. You got Malata. You got Lane Johnson, Kelsey. That's that's two outside and one inside. And so when you got that much talent, you can throw a guard in there or whatever. You know, Driscoll, he was killing them before he got hurt. Killing them. Dickerson, before he got COVID, he was smashing them. And so you got guys in there that you might can say plug or whatever, but to have these guys ready to play, it falls on one person. It's the coach, the offensive line coach. He's a beast, the best in the league. Might be the best ever. Might be the best ever offensive line coach that ever in the NFL. I'm talking about Jeff Stoutland. He came from Alabama. Chip Kelly hired him on the staff. And he's been with us since. Chip Kelly. That was one of the gifts that Chip Kelly gave us. Jeff Stoutland. That was a gift from Chip Kelly. Another gift was Elaine Johnson. He drafted him. But Jeff Stoutland, he got this offensive line. He's the run game coordinator and offensive line coach. And Jalen Hurts said every Tuesday or Monday after a game, if it's a Monday night game, they meet on Tuesday. And if it's Sunday, they meet on Monday. And he sits down with Jeff going over all types of stuff, and they got a a real good relationship. Another piece that came out was Jeff Stoutland's relationship with Jordan Malata. And in the beginning of Coach Stoutland's career, he was hard-nosed and one of those coaches, but he lightened up and – him and Jordan have a great relationship. So our Pro Bowl players this year, we only had two. And I'm pretty sure that we should have had more. I know we should have had more. <clears throat> Lane Johnson should have been a Pro Bowler. Jordan Malata, he should have been a Pro Bowler or an alternate. But... It is what it is. <clears throat> it is what it is. And you can't help people's opinion. And you can't help who who voted and who didn't vote. And so our Pro Bowl players, Pro Bowl slay, killing them. We knew that. He got touchdowns. He got fumbles. He got picks. He playing, yes, he playing at a Pro Bowl level this year. Yes, sir. We need another corner. If we can get another Pro Bowl type corner, oh my goodness, this defense going to be the truth. And he looked like he ain't slowing down either. And that trade and then signing 
slay to that deal. It look good, don't it? Yeah. Yeah, that thing look good. Another pro bowler is on the offensive line. And that's Kelsey. Jason Kelsey. Y'all knew. He the best center in the league. He's been doing his thing. And I'm excited for those two. They put in the hard work. You see it week in and week out. Both Slay and Kelsey, veteran players. Kelsey been playing with injuries. Slay, he been out there shutting his side down, doing his thing. So the Eagles had a few alternates for the Pro Bowl. One big alternate that people did not see coming was Jalen Hurts. And so when you have this guy, second year, being an alternate, that's coaches and players, selecting him to be an alternate. That means if Aaron Rodgers or somebody else, I think it's Aaron Rodgers, and I forgot the other one. If they don't play or don't want to play, Jalen Hurts will be a pro bowler. And people might say, oh, he don't have the numbers as all of these other guys. He doesn't do this. He doesn't throw it well and all of that. Football is more than just throwing. Football is more than just running. As a quarterback, it's more to it than just throwing the ball and running the ball. It's all about, are you a threat on offense? And he has numbers. If you put all of his numbers together, he has a lot. He got 24 touchdowns. If you put everything together. Got nine picks. So it ain't like he don't have numbers, but the threat is a triple threat. He can throw it. He's giving the running backs the holes because of him. Not saying the offensive line is not doing their thing. They are, but he's giving that threat. The running game, the passing game, and him as a runner. You think opposing defenses going into the game like, yo, this dude, we don't know what to do. And don't make him be on. Once he's on, he's going to dismantle you. And he's smart. But everybody wants this microwave, popcorn type player that they want him to be everything. Oh, he's not a passer. He's not this and not that. But he's he's a Pro Bowl alternate. And so now what? What's going to happen? The only thing that I'm mad about is that no one on our offensive line made the Pro Bowl or they're not an alternate in the Pro Bowl. And we are the best rushing team in the NFL. Come on. (laughs) Like, you got to be kidding me. But you can't. Knock it. 
You just got to go out and do your thing. So the others that were Pro Bowl alternates, our kicker, he was a Pro Bowl alternate. He's been doing his thing. He's been on fire. On fire. Jake Elliott has been on fire. Josh Sweat, he's an alternate. He's been doing his things. Javon Hargraves, he's an alternate. He's been doing his thing. And we have an alternate on special teams. Sean Bradley, he was an alternate. And so, our chances of making the playoffs, we have three other teams that we're battling with to make the playoffs. And that's Minnesota, San Fran, and the Saints. The Saints this week won't have their QB. He's on a COVID list, so they have to go to another backup. So the Saints' remaining schedule, Miami, Carolina, and Atlanta, which they can win because their defense is the best defense in football. Minnesota. They have the Rams, Green Bay, and Chicago. And my thoughts from that is that they could go one and two in those games. I don't think they can beat Green Bay and the Rams, but who knows? They could. Chicago, of course, They could beat them, but that's a divisional game, and that can be tough. San Fran, they just lost to the Titans, Tennessee Titans, and they have Houston and the Rams. And so the Rams will be the team for us to try to knock off Minnesota and Houston. My bad, Minnesota and San Fran. And so this week, we have the Giants. And this is a must win. The Giants don't have their quarterback. He's on injury reserve from playing us, and he hurt his neck. And we need to win this game to stay in the playoff hunt. Do I think we can win? Of course. They're spotting us 10 points in the betting. So they have us winning by 10. Who knows if they're right or not. But we'll see. I like our chances making the playoffs. And so with that, people, it's a wrap. So that was episode 31, Eagles Week 15 Review. So in the pod, I broke down our win 
in week 15 our Pro Bowl players and chances of making the playoffs and that's what I'm about winning making the playoffs and showing that once you do things right on the football field play to your strengths start winning games and you start going in the right direction so this week against the Giants another divisional game we need to just go out there and play and just get a win I don't care if it's by 1 by 10 by 20 just get that win stay healthy and come back the next week and get another win again And so with that, people, stay safe, give respect, and show love. One. Make sure you go listen to all old and new NBC podcast episodes on all podcasting platforms. And please go to www.nothingbutconvos.com for the latest apparel.